Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the July 25th edition. Let's get right into it. The first one, I want to answer three questions I hear about strength training. Will strength training burn fat? Here's the answer. Fat loss happens in the kitchen. While activity is a fun thing more than you know, eating better, and that's why a lot of us prefer to you know, search for is uh, this activity better than that activity, which one will help me burn more fat? You gotta get your foundations right. And your foundations are what you're eating and how well you are sleeping. Without these two in place, it really does not matter what you're trying to do. You cannot outwork a bad diet. And when you try to outwork poor sleep, you're just hurting yourself. So this is assuming you eat reasonably well, whatever that is, and you get at least seven hours of sleep. With that caveat in place, yes, strength training can help you burn fat. Here's how. You build muscle when you strength train. And muscle is expensive. It requires a lot of upkeep from the body, which is great because you want more upkeep. More upkeep equal to more energy spent in keeping that muscle. So the more muscle you build, the more your body will expend. Also, your increased strength. And please remember, more muscle and more strength are not the same. You can look big, and we'll address more of this in the second one, but being big and being strong are not that dependent as you might think. So the increased strength that comes from strength training means you can now produce more output doing whatever you do. Let's say you do a workout which uh, overall is 100 kettlebell swings, 50 goblet squats, and 50 push-ups. Let's say you did that with a 12 kilo kettlebell, and today you can do that with a 24 kilo kettlebell. Well, the amount of work you're producing is just so much more. So not only is this simplistically more calories spent, it is also just stoking the furnace better. It is creating better metabolic processes and the jargon, jargon, jargon. But yes, it matters. Okay? And eventually, as our body produces better, um, no more muscles, as we get our circadian cycle better, as our growth hormones and whatever it is that needs to stabilize, be in you know, optimal range, we also start burning fat, as if you will, better. That's why it is important that sleep and the kitchen are tied to your activity. 
Now, when we do too much high-intensity work, our body tends to look for quicker fuel, which is sugar, which is essentially more carbs. But our stored fat, that is the fat that you are trying to lose in your uh, belly or in your hips, to get the body to start using that requires you to train smarter and eat smarter. Eventually, fat loss comes down to one simple equation. Are you spending more calories than consuming them? Okay? And this adds up over days, weeks, months, and years. It is not possible to outwork a bad diet. That is, you cannot eat a pizza and say you will run equivalent to that pizza. It just, well, you can, but you will end up losing muscle. You will end up being skinny fat. So strength training as a long-term method, not the only long-term method, but as a long-term foundation, is a great way to build muscle and lose fat okay but you should also add something you are inefficient at say you are a solid runner well you're too good at it go swimming or something strength training helps you retain your muscle and you don't need to do too much of it you can retain strength and muscle by doing just enough and working on your swimming. Whatever you suck at, you will spend more energy doing. So strength training is one of the most powerful tools in your toolbox and will aid fat loss, but that's not its ultimate goal. Second question, will strength training build muscle? Yes, absolutely. But building muscle and looking like what you know the billboards of a typical gym look like are not the same. First up, remember that learning to lift heavy weights is a skill. Strength is a skill. You are learning a very specific technical movement and your brain and your muscles also need to learn to create the tension required to lift that heavy weight. It will take time. You need to learn to brace. You need to learn to pull yourself into a squat. You need to learn to breathe properly and so many things. This takes time. And the better you get at all of it, the more skilled you are, the more weight you will move. Now, there are two Types of hypertrophy are muscle building, so to speak. When you use light weights and you do a lot of reps, there's one kind of hypertrophy that happens. The jargon for this is sacroplasmic hypertrophy, in case you want to look it up. The other, where you lift heavy weights, but you stick to lower or medium repetitions. This builds what is called, this leads to rather, myofibrillar hypertrophy. 
synthesis, superior because it is more functional. You don't really get big and bulky, but you get reasonably muscular and you get strong. Being big and being strong are not the same thing. It is totally possible to be pretty strong and not look like a gym rat. But if you want to look like one, well, being strong enables you to build more muscle even faster. Okay? So whichever your goal is, strength is the foundation. Which is why, you know, we do what we do at the quad. It is not because of what we do, I'm telling you all these answers. We do strength training because strength training is where so many things spin off of. And the last one, will strength training make you bulky? No. It totally can if that's your goal. But bulky, again, going back to what you think somebody who goes to the gym looks like, is not a necessary outcome. First up, it is a lot harder than you think, okay? Especially with the approach that I am talking about, heavy weights and low-medium reps. So disconnect getting strong and getting big from your head. Now, if you want to get big, well, getting strong is a great way. First, you get strong, and then, you know, you build on top of it by moving a lot of weight for a lot of reps. Or you can move a lot of weight for a few reps and be strong and not really be bulky. So it depends on your goal. But just remember, strength training and bodybuilding are completely different. That's that. Let's move on to three quotes for today. The first one from Thomas Plummer. Excuses are easier than sweating. We blame the culture, the fast food companies, the government, the schools, corn, our spouse, and our parents, but nothing changes until you look in the mirror and say loudly, I am who I am because of the choices I have made. End quote. So, slap in the face, always good. Until we can be honest and face up to something, we cannot get over that obstacle. This is not about beating ourselves up but simply about calling it as it is. Because once you label it, well, now you can get on to the second step, which is action. So acknowledge it, don't beat yourself up, and see what you can do about it. The next quote is by Zen master Shunryu Suzuki. If you lose the spirit of repetition, your practice will become quite difficult. End quote. Reps. A lot of reps. A lot of purposeful, focused reps. That's how you practice. If we get bored with reps, then we will stagnate. Think about driving your car. Oh, it's a simple, simple thing to look at. We stagnated at this level many years ago because 
you know, we are pretty adept and functional and we're not trying to become, you know, a race car driver. So you got reasonably good and then you just let go. Or let's say cooking. I am a below, way below average cook. I've had ample opportunities to try to learn to cook better, but just something I treated as a chore and never something I looked at as something to steadily improve from. So I'd make something edible and that's it. And every subsequent time I made it, I didn't really try to improve on it. I just tried to get to the end result as quickly as possible. Unfortunately, this is something without our knowledge that we do at many things in life. Maybe lifting weights, right? Or maybe your exercise, whatever it is. Or maybe a hobby that is a chore now. Or maybe a chore that feels even worse now. Instead, if we look at each rep as practice time, as focus, and give it a good, or rather, a great effort, that mindset can bleed into everything. Kinda sounds exhausting, it feels totally exhausting, but I think it becomes a habit and it becomes so much simpler because it becomes the normal way of doing things. And I say I think because I'm still in that, oh my God, it's totally exhausting and I forget to do it most of the time, blah, blah, blah. But it comes down to reps. I can't get every rep perfect, but can I get one great effort, one great rep more than yesterday? That's my hypothesis. If in a few years it becomes true, I'll be sure to let you know. The last quote, Bruce Lee. A practitioner must learn to perform at top speed all the time, not to coast with the idea he can open up when the time comes. The real competitor is the one who gives all he has all the time. The result is that he works close to his capacity at all times and in so doing forms an attitude of giving all he has. In order to create such an attitude, the practitioner must be driven longer, harder, and faster than normally would be required." End quote. This ties in well to the previous quote as well. And this is something I've seen elite footballers talk about a lot. And the reason I use football is football is the only sport I follow seriously. So I don't know much about anything else. Anything they have done in a game, they've done it hundreds of thousands of times in training. Anything that seems magical or sublime, they have done it in training. In fact, they do more things in training than they actually pull off in a game because, well, of course, one, the game situation is different and that's why you keep trying to do it in training until it becomes second nature. If you coast in training and say you will turn it on later, that almost never happens.
it happens in a lot of places. I never gave it my all in school because, well, I knew the game and I rigged the game enough to say, you know what, I don't need to pay attention in class. I know how the exam works. So in school, it was more to do with boredom, right? I was not challenged. And I realized I did this while playing Ultimate Frisbee as well. Here it was more physical and mental exhaustion. I woke up you know, pretty early, I had a long uh, coaching day, and then I had a long day as, a, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, and then I would go to practice with my team, and I just did not have the mental energy to cope, and I would coast, which is why I was a pretty average player. In both cases, school and ultimate, you would have been better to have given it a great effort or just skipped it instead of the in-between thing. Put in the right effort, put in the best effort. That's my note to sell. All right, on to the last one. This one's called the ever-expanding universe, and it's not uh, science fiction, although I am a big fan. Now think back to being in school. You're called into the principal's office, and oh my, you're shaking, you're petrified. What did you do wrong, even though you really didn't do anything wrong, you never get into trouble, but you're petrified. Exams coming up, you worry about exams more than you need to because everybody tells you that they are important. Nobody tells you that having fun with friends is as important, maybe more important. Nobody tells you helping others, getting along is more important than these stupid exams. But in your universe, exams are the biggest thing there is. Getting called to your principal's office is the worst thing that can ever happen. Isn't that a fun world? Well, today, yes, but back then, because that was the size of the universe, it obviously wasn't. You now you were dependent on your parents for most, rather all things. You now you want the latest uh, PlayStation or or back then, the, the Super NES or whatever it is you wanted, and uh, your parents say no, and you're like, someday, someday I will be in control of my own destiny. So inevitably you go to college, time comes to move out, it's liberating, a little bit scary, but hey, this is the promised land, right? This is what you dreamed of. Suddenly the universe expands, and responsibilities expand, you have to take care of things that did not exist before. Paying rent, laundry, groceries, cooking, feeding yourself, cleaning up, and oh Lord, so many things. A lot of fun new things and a lot of scary new things. It is still a sandbox though, right? So you think, you know what, as soon as I get a job, all of these issues are gonna be solved. I can buy all the games I want, all the clothes I want, all the cars I want, blah, blah, blah. And all the current problems, like exams, will be over. You never have to worry about them. 
you'll never have any worries in your life. And then you get your job and then you realize, oh, I was so wrong. I should have wished to be in school because, you know, it's simple. Exams, come on, compared to you need to make your paycheck to feed yourself. And well, if you have a family and your family and oh, yeah, growing up is fun. Right. Maybe now the first few months or first few years, you buy the video games, you buy the cars and all that. But sooner or later, you realize it's, uh, <laughs> the universe has expanded so much more and you're still trying to play at the previous level. The list of adult stuff and yucky responsibilities and the promised land is not so promising or rather carefree anymore. You have to do your job well, but office politics, everybody's conspiring against you. You think, you know what? When I make manager, all my problems are going to go away. I am going to control it. Hopefully by now you realize you're just being silly. Right? When we start off, our universe is rather small. So whatever the problem is, it seems like it is the biggest problem in the world. And it is. Because that's the size of our universe. You get rather good at placing it in context, figuring out the various games, and you know, you play some well, some you don't. And those that irk you or those you don't play well, you think, when I get to the next level, I'll take care of it. But then when you get to the next level, there are different things to take care of. Every level has slightly different games to play, different rules, more freedom generally, and more responsibility. And before you know it, you're an adult and you think being manager has solved all your problems, but now you have 10 different people and their problems to take care of. It is a simple pattern to recognize, right? We keep leveling up in this video game. We keep expanding our universe. And that's it. It's not better, it's not worse, it's the current game. It's simply different and inevitable. Hiding from them is not really an option. Even if it were, would you want to? Your function is to keep expanding as your universe expands, to keep growing and learning. There's no point saying you'd rather stay in the 10th grade. There's no point saying you won't go to college. Moving forward is the path. You're not really going anywhere except moving forward. So today, most of us have jobs. You want your job to improve? Well, take responsibility. Play the game better. Don't wish for a better job not gonna get it unless you are way better. Not in terms of skills and, you know, I wanna get that job at that company and I need to be better. No, the attitude, 
do your job so much better than you're doing today. You know, there, there's a gap. Nobody's filling it. Your leaders aren't filling it. Your peers aren't filling it. You fill it. And you will expand. And you, you will realize that there is so much more to you. And blink of an eye, you have the promotion. And your universe has expanded. And you're already doing half of the job, of your new job, rather. And you keep pushing. Keep pushing, keep pushing. And don't be overwhelmed. Everybody around you is clueless, but embrace it. Right? There's this concept that comes in the con uh, book uh, Flow by Mihaly Csikszent Mihaly, where you need to find the balance between your skill and your confidence level versus the degree of the challenge you are facing. If it is too challenging, we panic, we get anxious. If it is too easy, we get bored. So find the middle way. Challenge yourself. Or if you're too anxious, skill up. Because you're anxious, because it's too challenging. And this is the way. There's no way around it. Nobody else is going to come and solve your problem. The universe will keep expanding. Expand with it. Push the boundary. And find this middle way. And that's that for this week's edition. Thanks for listening. This is Coach AA, and I'll see you in August. Bye.